Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Bridget Spackman. And Michelle Emerson. And we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. We've all been through the times when we have so much happening around us, whether it's personal or professional, and we just can't cope with doing all of the things. We want to share how you can get through the times of exhaustion without doing it all. Because let's be real, that's just impossible. (laughs) But first, let's hear a time-sucking hurdle from Constance. Constance says, hi ladies, I'm a preschool teacher and adore my job. However, I recently moved an hour away from school and have now found that I lack the motivation to organize anything in my classroom. I used to be the organization guru, but with so much going on in my personal life, particularly my move, I find I just want to set up for the following day in my class and be done. How can I gain back my motivation to organize? What do you both do when this happens to you? Thanks. I think definitely this episode is going to be for you, Constance. However, I would have you think about like, what are those materials that you're utilizing? Like, what does your system really, really look like? Because if it isn't easy for you to be able to quickly put something away, because it should, what, take no more than five seconds, would you say, to put something away? Typically, like it should take you no time at all, you might want to reconsider like how do you have things organized or how are you getting them ready for the day so that it makes it so much more efficient for you to put things back. That would be my biggest tip more than anything. And then the second thing that I would tell you is to just remind yourself, hey, put this away right now. It's only going to take me five seconds because if you have things pile up, the more and more you have pile up, the longer it's going to end up taking you. So you have to give yourself those sweet little reminders, no matter how exhausted you are of, if I put it away now, it's only going to take five seconds. If I try to just stack it later, it's going to take me five or 10 minutes to do that. And I think that will help give you a little bit more motivation. Yeah, I would say, I think it's okay to let go of certain things at certain times. And that's what this episode is all about. But I think back to when I was, you know, teaching full time and in grad school, and then obviously like we were doing the podcast and YouTube and all of Mm -hmm. the things planning a wedding at that time, I did not clean my house for months on end. Okay. Like just being completely upfront. I let go of that because Ultimately, as Bridget mentioned, you can't do it all. And so there will have to be things that you let go of. What you choose to let go of depends on what's important to you, right? Or not as important. And it's funny because even though I'm a very organized person in terms of actual cleanliness, it's not as big of a deal to me. As long as it looks clean with like the organization of stuff, I, I, didn't clean my shower for like a couple months. Like I'm just being real. Yeah. So if at the end of the day, if you're okay with it, it's okay to let go of that for a season of your life. You know, you mentioned like this new transition of being further away and having a longer commute. That's fine. But going off of what Bridget mentioned, I think, yeah, that two minute rule of like, all right, can this be done in less than two minutes? If so, I need to just do it is definitely helpful to keep in mind. And I know personally, I am very motivated by getting steps. Like I, I track my steps. Um, and so Michelle, tell us how many steps do you do in a day? Well, right now I cut back. 
I cut back. So I'm proud of you. I'm only getting like 16,000 now. (laughs) She was doing 25,000 guys. Yeah. I was doing 25,000. And then my hip was like, you're like 30 years old. You can't do that anymore. Whoa. Hold on. (laughs) I'm feeling targeted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I just feel like it's old people joke. (laughs) It's one of those things where probably when I was in my like early 20s, it wouldn't have been an issue. But now it was fine for like a week. And then after two or three weeks, like my hips started having some issues. But anyway, you are half a year away from 30. I know. I'm let me soak. Wow. Let me soak it up. Because Billy won't let me forget that I'm turning 30 before he is. And I'm not <laughs> okay with it. <laughs> but anyway. I love it. I am very step motivated. Um, so I always look at it from the standpoint of if I need to like put something away, I'm like, ooh, I get the steps of like walking to go mm-hmm. do that. And so if you can find some other like little piece to kind of add motivation, that can be helpful as well. Yeah. And I also think just looking at more of that minimalist approach, I I think I've just kind of gone through this transition over the course of my teaching career of just minimizing how much stuff I have Mm -hmm. and realizing I don't really need all this. Yeah. (laughs) So cutting back has really helped a lot when it comes to just quickly being able to clean things up and put things away. The more stuff I had, the more Mm -hmm. challenging and difficult it became. Yeah. Okay, so in the last episode, we talked about how to cope with exhaustion, especially around this time of the year. If you haven't already listened to that episode, be sure to check that out first. So that's going to be episode 176, Coping with Exhaustion in and Out of the Classroom, the Strategies Every Teacher Needs. In this episode, we're going to dive into the things you can take off your plate or the things you can let go of since we all know you can't do it all. So we're going to tell you what you can stop doing in order to make this crazy time a little bit easier. So the first thing that you can stop doing are going to be projects without deadlines. And that is really, really important to kind of keep in mind, the without deadlines component. These are going to be those self-imposed projects, things that you've decided that you want to do, but you aren't really, that aren't really a necessity or a priority during really hectic and busy times. And listen, we all set goals and we want to try and keep those goals, but the reality is, is that we cannot do it all. So decide on what projects you can press the pause button on so that you can revisit it when you are feeling more like you. And I say that in air quotes, right? So these projects should obviously be ones that do not have a deadline or need to be done because someone else is in need of the work. So if somebody else is waiting for you, you definitely need to make sure that you're completing those types of projects. But you can put a pause on something like a house project, organizing that closet until you feel as though that you're ready to attack it with a more positive and refreshed attitude. Now, a caveat to all of this is that you do not want to want to get into the trap of never going and doing that project because at that point you're just simply procrastinating. So be sure to schedule in that time to reassess and put that project back into your schedule. Okay, we are going to take a break right now. And then when we come back, Michelle is going to talk to you about the second thing that you can let go when you are exhausted. We have an exciting announcement. We have a new baby. 
Actually, we have twins. That's right. The new Google Slides and tablet digital planners for the 2023-2024 school year are now available. Hopefully we didn't freak you out too much with that announcement, but if you've listened for a while, you knew exactly what we meant when we said baby. Yeah. Now, thankfully, these planners actually take away stress instead of adding stress like a real baby does because you can download it now and start preparing for the next school year. Plus, speaking of school, our planners don't go to college, so they're very affordable. (laughs) But seriously, if you want to grab a digital planner, you can head over to teachingonthedouble.com slash store and choose your preferred style. And don't forget that we also have templates and stickers that you can add into your planner to make your baby even more beautiful. And now back to the episode. We are back. And Bridget, I had a thought during the break and I wanted to share this analogy, if you will. Okay. So if you think about people and our energy levels, it's like we have batteries. And so- we can only charge the battery so much. Like we can only get so much energy. And then throughout the day, it's getting lower and lower and lower. And we Mm -hmm. have to recharge. That's like sleeping and, you know, taking care of ourselves and whatnot. But you know how when you're exhausted, it's almost like your low battery indicator has come on. I actually texted this to my powerlifting coach the other day because I'm at the point of my meat prep where I'm just like exhausted and that's normal for this time. But when I sent over my videos, I was like, I feel like the human equivalent of the low indicator battery like sign coming on. And he was like, yep, sounds about right. But isn't it funny how on your phone, when you get that low battery like indicator, mm-hmm. suddenly you really prioritize what apps you go on. You're yes. no longer just like fiddling around surfing the internet because you're like, oh, I need to conserve my battery, especially yeah. if you're in a place where you can't readily charge it. And so I feel like this episode is almost like, okay, when low battery mode comes on, these are the things you're not going to get on anymore. Like, does that make sense? No, it does. It really does make sense. And it's a great way to be able to look at it because I do that as well. Like I start to realize, ooh, my battery's like super dead. I need to like not get on it. And it even does that whole like, what is it called where it, it will it will stop running certain apps in the background. Yeah, like low power mode Mm -hmm. or something. Even your watch does that because my watch is the thing that probably dies the most. Yeah. So like it will shut down to like low power mode and I'm like, okay, so it's only going to give me like the time. I'm not going to be able to see my steps. I'm not going to be able to see any of that because the time is what I need. It's a watch. Duh. That's what I need. (laughs) But that's, it's such a great way to look at it. I love that. Yeah. I just thought of that. I wanted to share. So this second thing you can let go of is perfectionism. And I feel (laughs) personally targeted with this one, although I'm the one that came up with this one. She came up with it, guys. She did it. And the entire time she's sitting there saying, hmm, this is me. (laughs) This is me. So I, I understand that it is necessary, but it is hard. And I joke, and I think a lot of people joke about perfectionism, but I've come to realize there are a lot of negative side effects. I started Googling when we were preparing for this episode, and my goodness, the amount of articles and research on like perfectionism and all of the negative side effects of like diseases that it caused, I... I really had a, a come to Jesus moment with myself. I was like, Michelle, <laughs> we got to work on this. That's but great. 
One of the things I came across was kind of these two categories of perfectionists. You have the maladaptive perfectionist, which I would say is probably me as much as I hate to admit it. This is when you set like extremely high expectations and unrealistic goals. And ultimately this leads to a little bit of like obsession with goals and increased efforts or just avoiding the activity altogether. It's kind of that like all or nothing mindset. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we mentioned like me getting steps and it, it became this like, oh, well, I have to beat what I did yesterday. I have to beat what I did yesterday. And it yeah. ended up causing problems. Shocker. But the other kind of perfectionism that you really want to aim for would be like healthy perfectionism. And again, like air quotes, but that really just means striving for excellence and challenging yourself, but in a realistic way. And that allows you to learn from any failure you experience rather than just like giving up altogether. And then you can stay engaged in the activity for longer. So here is me speaking to myself and feel free to listen along if this also applies to you. You have to remember done is better than perfect. A lot of perfectionists live in this like constant state of anxiety about making errors. So they will either avoid it or keep working on it for so long in order to try to achieve that level of perfection, which obviously doesn't exist. So it's like the work is never done because they feel like it can always be improved. So I came across this little like quote or saying, an imperfect dream is better than a perfect nightmare. Oh, that sounds horrible. It does. But it's also, I just think, a a good reminder. So with this in mind, start with the easiest step of a task so that you can get going and you don't like avoid it because you're worried about making mistakes. And then just set a timer and say, okay, I'm going to work on this for 30 minutes. That way it forces you to get what you can get done in that time, but it prevents you from working on it for way too long. Now I had to then Google some strategies for coping with perfectionism because I still struggle with this and I couldn't come up with many strategies. So... (laughs) (laughs) Here is my list that I came across with Google. Uh, One suggestion was to focus on enjoying the process instead of just focusing on the outcome. Oh my gosh, that is so you. I'm trying. You are the outcome. I am. To the T. So for example, going into this powerlifting meet, because I'm a week out, I'm trying to focus on just enjoying like all the preparation with it and regardless of what happens. Yeah, let's just go with that. Another suggestion is to adopt a growth mindset and celebrate your victories. I feel like I'm talking to my students because that's always something we, you know, talked about, but it's easier said than done. Challenge Mm -hmm. your negative thoughts. Okay. Yep. Working on that. Remove the all or nothing mindset. Oh, that's, (laughs) that's really hard for me. I am all or nothing balls to the wall or they're (laughs) not anywhere near that wall. Oh my gosh. Um, Instead of comparing yourself, knowing your worth. So I think this, especially with social media, we're so quick to like look at what other people are doing and feel like we are not enough. But keep in mind, Mm -hmm. like you are exactly enough, exactly as you are right now. I didn't mean to say the word exactly twice, but you get it. Focus on your character, not your accomplishments. I did really like that one. Like that one kind of hit me where it's like, am I a good person? Do I like the person that I am and what I am offering to the world? It doesn't have to always be about doing more and accomplishing more. Right. Remember that perfectionism leads to more work. 
which is Oof. very true. That and then you. ultimately delegate and let go. And I love that they just said that as if it's, oh, just just delegate and let go. She, you struggle with okay. that so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I will maybe come back to this episode and listen from time to time. Yeah, there you go. I loved that when we were planning this out, I told Michelle, I was like, you and I are total opposites when it comes to this. Because like up at the top, when you started talking about how um, it's like an obsessive obsession and you start to look for like the perfectionism, yeah. and you go back and you double check. I am the complete opposite. <laughs> I get it done and it's like it's done, but it has like so many freaking errors. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, I don't want to go back and do it. <laughs> but I think that's why we are such good friends. We need well, that that diverseness within our perspectives yes. and our work habits. You do push me to be better in that area. Although there are moments where I'm just like, nah, don't care. <laughs> done. Published. Finished. I'm done. <laughs> okay. So the third item that you can let go during times of exhaustion are going to be commitments. Now, I am not one to have a social life. Michelle, I don't think you have a social no. life either. <laughs> I'm not but even insulted by that. I know. It's true. I know. I, I, I don't. But I am heavily involved with family and spending as much time as possible with my family members. Now, when I say family, like I do mean my boys, my husband. I also mean like my brother-in-law, my, mo- my mother-in-law, father-in-law, like sister, brother, all of those. That's what I talk about. But I can be exhausted sometimes. And even though I know that I don't have the energy and time to go out and spend hours away from home, I can still have that guilt of saying no to my family members. So when you're exhausted, here's the thing to remember. You can and you should be able to say no to those after school events, whether they're dinner date with friends even spending time with family, just like to have a dinner, hang out, do card games, that maybe like happens every single weekend, you can say no to some of those events. Don't feel pressured to have to say yes, because at the end of the day, you are only going to feel more exhausted and that's not going to be a benefit to anyone. Plus, you're probably not going to be the life of the party if you're going and doing, you know, doing a dinner and like games and stuff with your families at the end of a really, really long week. That's just, it's not going to be helpful. So if you're anything like me, then you might have the problem of saying yes to people and commitments. To really help to counter this, keep track of the people and the events that you're saying yes to in your calendar. And you can do this with a very simple like icon or an image to help you reference this. So I feel like there's like a double side to this is like saying no to all of the things. So that way you're constantly out and doing things with other people. But then there's also the side of like making sure you are saying yes. Yes, because I tend to go to, well, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. I'm just tired. And sometimes we do need that like outside getting away from whatever it is that's causing us the exhaustion to get away from it and to just feel like back and part of life. Does that make sense? It does. (laughs) And I think I know every situation is different, but as much as possible, if you can plan ahead for those types of things, I know recently like Billy's dad came down to visit, which actually he just moved here. He came down to visit to look at places and I was able to like get a lot of work done in advance. So that weekend when he was here, I didn't have to work and I could spend time with them. But 
this past week, his dad now lives here and he was going to go out to dinner. I say he, like Billy texted me and he's like, hey, like my dad, my cousin and my uncle want to go out to dinner. And I said no, because it was last minute and I had stuff I had to get done. And plus I felt exhausted because again, I'm like in meat prep. Mm -hmm. And plus I wouldn't have been able to eat the food anyway. So I didn't want to go. And she would have been cranky. I would have been cranky. So I knew it was in everyone's best interest for me not to go to that. But once my meat is done, like we already have plans to go out to dinner with his dad. Yeah. So it's all like give and take, you know, it is. It definitely is. And so that's why we recommend having some form of a calendar where you're able to track it. You literally put an image, do whatever it might be. But as you go out with people, just add this to your calendar. And then that's going to allow you to ha- really have this healthy balance of interaction when it comes to others and some of these outside events and commitments that you're trying to keep. Yeah. So the fourth thing you can let go of, and this kind of goes off of what you're saying about balance, is unrealistic expectations. This also relates back to the perfectionism one. I guess it's not surprising that I came up with this one as well, because really this is just a novel written to me by me. Yes. And again, this is easier said than done. Like, oh, I'm just going to let go of my unrealistic expectations. (laughs) But... I always have to remind myself that an unrealistic expectation is just setting myself up for failure. So it's really doing me a disservice instead of helping me. For example, I mentioned how I, during grad school, didn't clean my house. Now, previously, I kept a pretty clean space. I mean, growing up, like my parents... This sounds awful, but like they would end up like paying me, like not like chores, but for example, if we had people coming over, they would have me clean like the living room and stuff because they knew I did a really good job at it and I enjoyed it. Like Mm -hmm. I've been really good at that my entire life. But during grad school, I just couldn't. And I knew it was temporary. The world didn't end because I didn't clean my shower. Did it affect my mood sometimes because things were messy? Yes, but not as much as that added stress from trying to keep my house clean on top of everything else I was doing would have. So again, it's that like give and take. Yeah. And sometimes you have to just take the small win. And if you, this is also a good reminder, like think about you at a hundred years old. So your life at a hundred, are you really going to care about these things? And when it comes to my house being clean for a couple of months, like, am I going to care when I'm 100 years old? No, I'm not. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think I do the unrealistic expectations, but I do it from the extent of accomplishing things during a a certain amount of time. Like I always tell myself, oh, I'm going to get it done like tonight. And it's so unrealistic because I know that I'm exhausted and I know that I'm stressed. And again, what do I do when I'm stressed? I sleep. So (laughs) it's unrealistic. And I put that pressure onto myself and it just, it doesn't benefit anyone at the end of the day. Yep. Okay, so the final item that you can let go of are going to be the bells and the whistles. Mm -hmm. And this is the time of the year where we feel like we have to go the extra mile. And let me be the first to tell you that there is no rule or person that is sitting there saying that you need to be extra. And I say that with quotation marks. 
when you are already exhausted, spending the time to do more this time of the year just doesn't seem to be worth it. So think of ways that you can start to let go of all of the fluff and trim it back down to the basics. So for example, instead of spending hours decorating your classroom around like a theme for the week, get your students involved in the process and then have them help you put up the decorations. The one year that I did like the ocean theme in my classroom, my students helped me with that. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Now I did add a little bit extra stuff to it, but the octopus, they did it, the seaweed coming down, they did all of that for me. And they were so pumped and excited about coming into school the next day. But I didn't have to do it all on my own. So instead of maybe like planning out snacks and parties, enroll the help of parents so that you're not taking on on all of that extra burden. Wow, words are really hard right now, guys. And if you don't feel like you can do any of it, then don't do any of it. You can easily have like a digital breakout time outside or give the kids like a dance party to like build memories around like instead of building those memories around like breaking the bank and taking up so much of your time. It's like the kiss, keep it simple, silly or keep it simple, stupid. I've heard it both ways, but (laughs) it's a good reminder. It is a good reminder. And speaking of reminders, here were those five things that you can let go of. Number one, projects without deadlines. These tend to be those self-imposed projects, those things that you're like, yeah, it'd be great if I did that. Ultimately, if it's adding stress, let go of it or get it done at a later date. The second thing you can let go of, Michelle, is perfectionism. Remember, done is better than perfect. The third thing you can let go of are commitments. Now, we're not saying let go of all of them, but pick and choose and kind of strategically plan out the commitments you're going to say yes to in order to make sure they're going to help fill up your bucket and bring you some life as opposed to continue to drain your battery. The fourth thing you can let go of, (coughs) Michelle, is unrealistic (laughs) expectations, whether that be things that you're going to get done or the amount of time you're going to get them done in. (coughs) Bridget. Yep. (laughs) And then the fifth and final thing you can let go of are the bells and whistles. These are all of those extra things. And as Bridget said, cut the fluff, cut the fat. Sometimes when you're exhausted, you just got to keep it simple. All right, guys, that is going to be the end of this episode. If you haven't heard already, which you better have heard about this already, our brand new planners for the 23-24 school year are now available for both Google Slides and the tablet version. Definitely head to our store, teachingonthedouble.com forward slash store to go and check those out, get it purchased and start planning for the beginning of the year. So that way you can fully enjoy your summer. It is so nice when you're able to just fully embrace all of that time. We would also love that while you are on the website to submit your time-sucking hurdle. It really does help us to plan out a lot of these podcast episodes so that way we are targeting the needs and wants of all of our listeners. And if you have not already, what are you doing? Subscribe to the podcast. It's totally free. And it will make sure that our brand new episode on Thursday mornings are in your feed ready to go and listen to in the morning. We would also love for you to leave a review over on iTunes if you have not already. It does help us get into the ears of so many other people, and we just like hearing from you guys. So until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.